Hi, everyone. Just before we get into this week's episode, we just wanted to highlight and I suppose really call out our stance on everything that is happening in the world at the minute with the protests and the outrage and the whole Black Lives Matter movement that is going on at the minute. But we just wanted to call it, we wholeheartedly support Black Lives Matter and everything that they are standing for at the minute. And it's not something that we have mentioned in last week's episode, and it's not something that we really mentioned in this episode, which is why I wanted to add this here at the start of, the, of this week's episode, just to, I suppose, make our stance on it very clear. Our fellow podcasters, Once Upon a Scream, have done a fantastic episode around racism and white privilege and how to navigate that to become a better ally. So what we're going to do is the very first thing that you will come across in the show notes will be a link directly to that episode that they've created. What Mikey and Ben have done is perfectly sum up how we feel at the minute and steps that you can make to better educate yourself and just put yourself in a position to become a better ally. So with all that said, on with the episode. Hi, hello, good morning and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi guys, how's it going? I'm good, Kate. How are you? I'm doing pretty fine. We're opening <laughs> up. Everything's hey, coming back. Hey. hey, we went from nobody leave your house to everyone go to the shops. <laughs> I know. You get to go back to work finally. Yeah, and you go back to work on Sunday. That so is mental. Like four days. Like That's... there won't be anyone in the shop on Sunday. But like I'll be there and I'll be like working. I'll be like doing stuff. Yeah. Amy's already back working. It's mad. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I just thought it was. I just thought it's interesting since we've gone straight from don't leave your house and don't go within five kilometers, and now it's like yes, go into this massive department store and just be free. Shop <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Um, in in Gap, we have um, make sure to keep a gap. That's I love our, it. That's our tagline. I love just it. Just in case you're all wondering, keep a gap. I am scared to wonder how much people in marketing got paid for that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> God love people in marketing, eh? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I bet they're really proud of themselves. But yeah, back on Sunday, have so much stuff to move, and then yeah, I don't after Sunday. I don't think I'm back in again till Thursday though. So very nice. I'll come straight back to just doing nothing. But yeah, how was your birthday week? Oh yeah, it was good. I got Camille. Um, it was very tasty. Then I broke my tooth and I had to go to the dentist. And then tooth had amalgamated itself to things. Then I had to get the tooth pulled out. So that wasn't great. But my dentist was lovely. And my dentist wished me a happy birthday. Because my tooth broke on my birthday. So then I had to go to the dentist the next day. And she was like, it was your birthday yesterday. And I was like, yeah. And this was like after she'd injected like the numbing thing into me. And I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I, like, I feel like you are like emotionally <laughs> attached to this dentist now. She was so lovely. And when she was injecting the numbing thing into me, she was like, this last one's really going to hurt. And I was like, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And like, it did hurt. So I made a noise and she was, and she like put her hand on my shoulder and she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it is okay. Oh, cute. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, 
But yeah, I have a couple of more things to do that I need to get done with the dentist. And I'm just really excited to see her again. <laughs> Only you, Kate. I'm like, Only oh, you. she was so lovely. And she was, because she was like, oh, she was like, well, happy birthday for yesterday. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. So whenever, um, whenever the pain goes away, I'll be going back and being like, hey, I'm back. Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> Gal Come stab my mouth again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. I um, I got an Amazon voucher for my uncle, which I've already spent on books. Who's surprised? Not me. <laughs> I um went up to see. Oh, the day I had to go to the dentist, I went to go see my granny because she's within five kilometers of the dentist. So oh yeah, you know that was nice. Brought her some cake. So yeah. Well, my granny and my granddad, not just my granny, but my granddad was very good at social distancing. He stayed in the sitting room. He waved. <laughs> he sat on the side of the sofa. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> and um, my granny's now very excited that sh- they're allowed to go out to the shops again this week because cocooners are allowed back into the shop, the like supermarkets. Back and into the world. My granny uses a walker. And she was worried that uh, some Tesco's only let like one person per trolley. And she was wonder- She was worried that if her if my granddad had a trolley and she had her walker, that they weren't gonna let both of them in because oh. she. I was like, oh no, that's discrimination. I was like, if they do do that, we can sue. <laughs> yeah, I was like, also, so let me know. I'm yet to see a Tesco that actually sticks to the. I'm I'm yet to see a Tesco turn somebody away. Uh, yeah, I know. Actually, a guy down the road from where we live, he works in the school and he went to Dunn's with his wife and they queued and halfway through the queue, they realised they'd forgotten the bags. And so he went back to the shop to go get the bags. And by the time he came back, his wife had gone in. And so he went up to the front and he went up to the guy and he was like, oh, my wife's after gone in. I just forgot the bags. We were literally just in the queue. And the guy in Dunn's was like, sorry, man, no, you've got to queue again. And he was like, oh, no, he was like, I, I, like my wife's in there. Like, she can't shop by herself. She's she's got a she's got an illness. She can't she can't go by herself. And he was like, no, sorry, mate, you've got to queue again. <laughs> he turned around and went, fine, then arrest me and walk straight into Dunn's. And then security came and escorted him out. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he at least get to give his wife the bags? I, I think she I think she left as well because he found her. Okay, fair. So I think they both left. But he went off on one at Dunn's. He was all over their social media. I was like, what a, like, just calm down. And, like, we're coming to the the stage now where, like, everything's open. Like, this was only a few days ago. Not even, like, the start of lockdown. Like, things are a lot more chill now because people understand what to do. And, man, what a time. People are silly. Guards can't even do anything now. And this man in Dunn's thinks he can stop you bringing the shopping bags to your wife. Madness. Yep. So, so yeah, great birthday. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> what did you do this week, Sinead? Um. Well, I had last week off. I took ah, it as a week off. You got, to join, was... uh, you got to join us unemployed in the lockdown life. Yeah, and I won't lie, by Thursday I was a little bit bored. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, it's, made me very, <laughs> it's made me very grateful that I've had work to focus on. So mm-hmm. I, I will say that. Um. But yeah, so just kind of had some chill time. Me and Brefney recorded a new episode of Make Mine Movies on Saving Mr. Ranks. So that's up and will be linked in the show notes if anybody wants to listen. 
and then also this week i was on disney parks and beyond formerly Diz after dark i'll also link that in the show notes so i feel like all i've done is been talking to people podcast this week (laughs) and she didn't get paid for any of them (laughs) (laughs) sad times um but yeah if you guys want to listen to that um Ugh, Disney Parks Beyond podcast. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's an episode where everyone just literally, literally talks shit. It's great. It's just, you can just, you don't have to, like, it's not one of those ones where they go into depth about something. It's just like, we're going to chat. And you're like, ah, it's like I'm in the room with them. <laughs> I won't lie. It's kind of how it felt. Because, like, I've listened to Disney Parks Beyond, what was Diz After Dark, for well over a year and a half now. If not, probably a little bit longer. So it was kind of, weird initially because i was like oh i feel like i'm just have like a front row seat <laughs> they just record via zoom as well but um yeah it was it was a little strange at first i won't lie but yeah they're a good group good group of guys we have to say that so i don't think they'd ever make us say anything um yeah. so yeah i think that's uh our, our roundup we might as well get on with the news so, not much news. Who's surprised? Okay. Not us. Uh, the first news is that Disneyland Paris has cancelled their run weekend 5th edition from September 24th to 27th. It's going to be postponed until autumn 2021. We look so forward basically to seeing you for this exciting us. event. Yeah, basically. Do you know what? Because like when, when they're... Um, well, I suppose it'll be the 5th edition, but in 2021. Yeah. It's basically like everyone's just ignored 2020 and we're just going to continue life again in 2021. So like nothing's actually been cancelled. Everything's just been postponed and moved on a year. Yeah, pretty much. The The thing that I thought was interesting about this is so DLP report posted about it quite early on in the day mm-hmm. at about kind of half 10 ish Irish time. And I sent a screenshot into we have kind of like a group chat on Instagram and one of the girls that comes onto the Zoom calls, Emma, does the Disney runs in Disneyland Paris. So I posted it in there and was just kind of like, really sorry to hear, whatever. But they knew before she did. She had not heard anything from Disney at the point that it was kind of being announced on social media. So she was like, okay, guess I'm not going to Disneyland Paris at all then. So it just seems a bit... And I get that there's no easy way to kind of get around to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, bit bananas. You'd hope, like, I, they're, obviously, they're obviously not, but you'd really hope that Disney would email the people who had the tickets to the things to say it was cancelled before yeah. making a public announcement about it. Like, even if people got the emails and then were putting it up on their social media, like, that didn't really matter yeah. if people were doing that first. I just think it's, like, a bit of courtesy to just be like, hey, FYI, we're going to postpone this, body bar. And then once you send out that mass email... You can mm. then be like, hey, we're going to put it up on our socials. I just, yeah. I find it I find it really interesting because um, we'll kind of talk about some more of the Disney World updates in a little bit. But like they cancelled anybody that had tickets for a lot of the kind of events that would be running in Disney World. Like the Extra Morning Magic and the those after kind of after the park closed events where you kind of just get oh, to like stay the- for a couple hours. Like the villains ones. Yeah, like anything, stuff like that, they were just automatically refunding people. But I'm kind of like, so DLP don't think they're going to be able to run 
<laughs> race weekend um, at the end of <laughs> that September. That was like a me joke. <laughs> <laughs> but like DLP are saying that they can't see themselves being able to do race weekend, which compared to the race weekend that they do in Florida, it's very teeny tiny. Oh yeah. But we still don't know what the story's going to be with the likes of Mickey's Not So Scary and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So it's kind in of... States. Yeah, like we don't know what... Because they've also not mentioned what the potentially if they're going to do the Halloween party in DLP or not, or... Do you know why I think I don't know. they haven't said anything? Why? Because they don't know themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, I don't think the tickets for the Halloween party had gone on sale yet for DLP, so maybe they just won't. Maybe oh, it's yeah. easier to just not put them on sale rather yeah. than to have to kind of put them on sale and then refund people. Yeah, I think the one from DLP could very easily not happen. I also yeah. think that is helped by the French government and the French government actually having a strategic plan. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the US, also like like if you've ever been to the party in DLP compared to the party in Walt Disney World, they're very different. The one in DLP is literally just character meet and greets and then a massive conglomeration of people all the time. So I think it is very easy for them to justify yeah. not having it at all. True. But part of me hopes that by the time it gets to Halloween in Disney World that they're able to have at least shows and fireworks again. And so then is it kind yeah. of like if they've figured out some way to do meet and greets, will they find it justifiable to be like, nah, yeah, maybe we'll take your money. <laughs> I mean, Disney will always find a way to be like, we'll take your money. So yeah. it wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily be worried about that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're fantastic. not waiting until they at least open under COVID yeah. restrictions until they decide what they're going to do with their extra parties that require large conglomerations of people and many meet and greets. And that's the whole point. And yeah. And Can like, you imagine? Add on, oh, and like the add on, the Halloween add-on dessert party that you also had onto your ticket as well. You can't have that yeah. anymore. Yeah. All those food on shared plates. Oh my God. Oh my God, dessert parties are going to be no more. They're not going to do them Honestly. ever again. Unless you get the like, little baggies. Sorry, go on. Can you, can you imagine, like, the shit show that was Meet Noogie Boogie last year. Can you imagine that? <gasps> but, in but with, like, today's hindsight. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, we were so jam-packed with 10 million people and nobody knew what was going on. There was zero social distancing in any way, shape, or form. Like, it just... Bananas. Absolutely bananas. Yeah, I'll be very excited to see when DLP does open how people take to the social distancing. Just because I mean, they can't. <laughs> they can't stick to feckin' smoking area, so what the hell's gonna keep them two metres away from anybody? Yeah, it's just, oh, it's gonna be so exciting. I'm not gonna have to risk my life to do it, to see what's happening, because other people will. Great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the other piece of news that we got from DLP, so the Disneyland Paris PhotoPass customer service has disclosed that their website should be back online during the week of June 15th, which is next week. The site was closed back in March as Disneyland Paris was about to take over its management from partner Fujifilm. So you should be able to get access to your photos again, which would be very nice. I'm really intrigued to see how different PhotoPass in DLP is now that they've moved away from Fujifilm. Yeah. And that it's I, like kind of completely done by them now. Yeah, I always assumed that it was just like a partnership. Like, do you know the kind of like Fujifilm just had their name on it kind of thing? 
Yeah. In my head, Fujifilm didn't actually, like, I think Fujifilm probably only offered, like, the software to be able to put picture to picture to screen kind of thing. Yeah. So I assume Disney were just like, yeah, we got it, don't worry. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I, hope I doubt less- it'll be overly different. I just, I hope it's less clunky. I hope the photos show up in better quality. I hope it's easier to find your photos in it because that app is horrific. Yeah, that app is very, very bad. Like, it's very clunky and it doesn't work all the time and pictures get lost a lot. Like, I'm also interested to see if anyone loses pictures with this Mm. move over, if some of them just disappeared into the ether to never return. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued because... Um, I mean, we can keep an eye and ask Andrea and Sam because obviously they were there start of March and that's kind of when they started doing the move over. So I'm intrigued to see if all their kind of photos from their more recent trips are still yeah. kind of A-OK. And we know for a fact Sam is still looking for some photos that she lost. So yeah. I'll, I'll be interested to see if one, she ever gets the courage to do it, to ask them. <laughs> And two, if she does, if they, if she has any missing or if they, if they are easily found or anything like that. Fingers crossed anyways. And then finally, back on the rumour mill, without DLP, there is a potential rumoured opening date of 15th of July. Complete rumour, all speculation, all to do with the French government. Nothing has been released from DLP, but you know what? I'm like I'm so hungry for a reopening date. I'll start clutching onto the rumors at this stage. <laughs> yeah. So as as we kind of mentioned last week, like this has not come from DLP or anything like that. This has literally just been what's floating around the the ether, shall we say? Um, and I know a lot of the DLP Facebook groups are very much trying to like lock down on people not discussing or kind of giving false hope about rumored dates and stuff like that so yeah who knows hopefully in the next few weeks you would imagine they would have to announce it kind of soon but also i mean i don't even know how i I suppose for people that are within france happy days but if you're traveling from outside of france the french government are requiring you to quarantine for two weeks so how the hell is that going to work with anybody that's traveling from overseas but if you come back to ireland you also have to quarantine for two weeks yeah, but that's fine. I can quarantine for two weeks here and just work from home. That's fine. That's fine for you. Like, but like, if I wanted to go, I couldn't do that. Yes, yeah, I'd have to take. Yeah, like three day trip weeks, would cost you over a month. A month's holidays, like, yeah. and I I can't take a month off just to go to DLP for three days. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's the same thing. Like, that's also you having to take basically three weeks off to go to DLP for a weekend. Yeah. Because you'd have to quarantine there for two weeks. Yeah. So I haven't, I mean, I still have my trip booked for the kind of start of September. Um, I had a look on the Air France website the other day because my flights are booked through Air France and they're only letting you change bookings up until I think the 1st of August. They haven't extended that at all. Okay. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I haven't kind of overly spoken to Mel about it. I think we're just kind of waiting to see how things are. If it's a case that we don't have to quarantine when we get there, might still go. I don't mm-hmm. know. Might try and move it. I have I have honestly no idea. I mean, like, so. I said last week, been saying it for the past two and a half months, the situation's so fluid and things change yeah. so quickly. Like, this time last week, 
like I didn't think I was going back to work for another two months and yeah. now I'm going back on Sunday so it's just everything's changing so quickly and they're definitely gonna lift the whole travel thing at some stage because they can't have everyone yeah. quarantining in their own country and the other country for two weeks <laughs> it's just yeah. a case of when they'll lift it mm. but <clears throat> yeah I think yeah. it's fair to just keep an eye on it because what else can you do really there's no point in jumping the gun and cancel everything when it's still so far away yeah exactly and i obviously there's kind of talks between different countries creating air bridges and stuff and ireland does for the most part seem to be in a pretty pretty stable state our cases are very low and mercifully our deaths are quite low there are still deaths happening which obviously is never a good thing but our rates have kind of been consistently low for the past few weeks so if they are kind of developing air bridges, you would imagine that we would kind of be a, a prime candidate for it. Yeah, I know in the last press conference, they said that they currently have no like plans for air bridges like at the moment because it's obviously not top mm. of their list. But they'll, yeah. it's definitely something they'll absolutely get to, especially because like between Dublin and London, like Dublin and London is such a prominent, like, what's the word I'm looking for? That thing with between two flights hmm? layover going from oh. dublin to london london to dublin having yeah. like a transferred flight that's one of like the busiest air routes in europe for those yeah. flights so like they'll definitely figure something out it's just a, probably a case of when yeah so and yeah. i just have the when people talk about them i just envision like these like tubes in the sky that oh yeah fly through <laughs> that are like specially funneled tubes and you go directly from one tube to another to the end of the other tube in a different country <laughs> yeah no same i'm like oh yeah although, air bridge Woo. <laughs> although i will say so me and brefney were planning on going to dlp for his birthday next year which is the day before valentine's day and we'd already kind of discussed like driving over and now i'm kind of like now it seems like an even better idea because you literally don't have to be near anybody like no, yeah just sit, now obviously sitting in the car for the whole boat journey would be a little bit painful well, but, well you're not allowed you have to get out of your car yeah but so like, you die if you do that <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean it's better than i suppose sitting in a, a metal tube in the air i mean when you're on a boat you can go outside yeah like you can you can walk outside on the boat yeah get some fresh sea air yeah you can watch all the you can watch all the what I used to call the suds at the back of the boat, because you know at the back of the boat where all the the yeah. water goes white because it's being chugged out so much. I used to call it the suds. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I travel on boats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A lot of boating. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for DLP. Yeah, and then I mean we don't have any, I suppose, kind of necessarily concrete news from over in the states. Walt Disney World released kind of some updated information for their reopening of Walt Disney World. So Universal, when they reopened, said that any guests that had reservations to stay in their resorts were guaranteed park entry. Disney World has come out and said that that is not the case. So if you have a reservation, it does not guarantee you entry to a park, which I just find a bit bananas. Oh, like if you're staying in a hotel? Yeah, so if you, were, if you were, say, booked to stay in, for example, the Polynesian, you're not guaranteed to get into any park for your stay. That is just outrageous, really, isn't it? Like, they're not, they're not prioritising hotel guests. 
at all, which I just, and I get that obviously they have considerably more hotel rooms on site. They have more parks. So it's a bit more of a logistical nightmare. And I get that it is easier for Universal to just kind of say, okay, we have 5,000 rooms booked out and each room has a maximum of three people. So we just need to have an allotted amount for the parks of 15,000 people. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Hmm. And I get that it's much more difficult for Disney to do that. However, I don't see how that could be completely impossible. Impossible. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's quite silly. I think that they're making things harder for themselves. Absolutely. I know that when we last talked about this, I was just of the opinion that it was so much easy, easier for them to know how many people they have staying in the hotels, having that as a cap. And being like, hey, you're going to go to Magic Kingdom this day. You're going to go to Epcot this day. You're going to go to Animal Kingdom this day. And be like, yeah, I realize two of those parks are only half-day parks. But you know what? Just deal with it. Go on some things twice. Have another go. Go back to your resort. Chill. Go for dinner. Do something. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, I feel like if Disney had just taken a a bit more of a stronger approach to be like, hey, you're here for seven days. This is how this is where you're going to go on each day. Yeah. And it doesn't matter because it doesn't like, you don't like all the planning that's taken with Walt Disney world is now gone. Yeah, there's no fast passes and no reservations. So you don't need to worry about what day you're going where. So Disney world literally just had to be like, Hey, on your opening day, you're going here, 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 here. If you would like to change any of those, let us know and we'll see what we can do. But otherwise this is how it's going to be. Yeah. And yeah, it and just guarantees you into the actual park at minimum. Yeah. And like we, we chatted about it a little bit on Disney Parks and Beyond and P-Dabs came up with a really good, valid point of... So at the, the previous setup that was in Disney World was if you had a reservation for a Walt Disney World resort, you could book your Fast Passes 60 days in advance. Mm-hmm. So two months before you go, you get priority to go in and book your Fast Passes for your rides. And then if you are an annual pass holder or if you are just using a general admission ticket, if you're not staying on site... Once you get to 30 days before your ticket, then you can book your fast passes from then. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how they can't do the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing, just different. Yeah, like if you can say go in on your day 60 and you can say, okay, I'm staying there for seven days. I'm going to do Magic Kingdom day one. I'll do Hollywood Studios day two and just book it. You would still know who's where. And if anything, that would that not be more beneficial from Disney to know say two months out where they're say like not priority guests because i get that everybody should be a priority but if people are paying to stay in resorts they should be seen as a bit more of a priority because they are giving more money to disney and it means that they'll know where the bulk of their guests are going to be each day and that would kind of help with also scheduling cast so i just i don't know how using that system doesn't make sense yeah and i just think um like when people go to stay on Disney property, they're staying on Disney property because apart from maybe one day or two days, they're spending all of their time in Disney World. They're not planning on going shopping for three days. They're not planning on splitting their time half and half between there and Universal. Because if you're going to do that, you're going to stay in a villa and rent a car and go between the two. Like, yeah. if you're staying on site, you're there for Disney. So why are you making it so difficult for the people that are? See, and then I don't know, because I know you were talking about how people are basically like, and Disney doesn't want people to come until yeah. ne- next year. So it's also like, 
is it really a deterrent? Because you're like, fuck that. I'm not going to book a week and a half in the contemporary to then be like, I could actually only get into the park one day of my week and a half stay. That's not worth it. And then people are like, nah, I'll just go when I can go, when I, and I can be guaranteed entrance into the park. Yeah, I just, I don't know. And like, I also, because at the end of the day, people that go to Disney and people that, especially when you start getting into the likes of the deluxes and stuff like that, people can get quite entitled. Call yeah. spade a spade. They do though, because and like some of the the deluxe resorts are very expensive. Like are thousands of dollars to stay a night. Yeah, like outrageously expensive like, like, you're talking like 28 grand stay there for like a week like they're, they're and certain resorts are opening way before the parks open so i think from kind of next week or the week after they're starting to reopen some of the dvc resorts so wilderness lodge the polynesian bungalows stuff like that so they are people that are literally spending thousands of dollars a night and i'm like to do what pools yeah. aren't open campfires aren't open boats aren't open what are you gonna do pay thousands of dollars a night to stay in a Polynesian bungalow and just go to Disney Springs? Are you having a laugh? Mm, yes. Like, They no. could go out, stand outside that M&M's world that's not open yet. Oh, I feel... <laughs> I've never heard as much about M&M's world as I have this week. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was like, wow, we're really, we're really talking about it, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. But like, I just... I feel like Disney are leaving themselves open to get more guest complaints than is necessary. Because if mm, you go yeah. and you book for to stay for a whole week but you can't get into a single park all you're going to do is complain all you're going to do is complain because why the hell else would you be going to Walt Disney World other than to go into the theme parks Mm -hmm. I feel like by either letting people book their parks by letting resort guests book their parks ahead of time or like I mentioned on the other podcast using the Tokyo Disney the Tokyo Disneyland option where you get say a three-day ticket and you can only go to one park and they could even specify it more granularly than that, like you said. So, okay, if you're here for five days, you do Magic Kingdom twice and you do each of the other parks once and this is the order that you do them in. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, and I get that people would bitch and moan about that as well because it wouldn't be the way that they would want to do it and maybe they don't want to do this park or whatever. But I feel like mm-hmm. people would be more pissed off not getting into any parks than being told you have to go to this park on this day. Yeah, exactly. It just, oh, it screams JPEG. <laughs> Honestly, doesn't it just? Like, like it's you mean like, to tell me we can get thousands of people to show up to Disney World to have them pay for tickets and they won't get into the park? Brilliant. Talk about that guest experience. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Come on, Josh, tomorrow. We, we, oh, we hope for on. better. Come on, tomorrow. You can do it. Help us, please. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Shapak is like, tomorrow, not now. (laughs) Come back when we're open. (laughs) Come back when we have money to do things. (laughs) Honestly. So that's the situation with Disney, Walt Disney World. We still don't have concrete dates for kind of anywhere else yet. However, Universal in Orlando did open this week. Yes. And it seems pretty fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did. So they opened, I think, on Monday. So Monday and Tuesday of last week, which was the 1st and 2nd of June, they had team member previews. So kind of like the A team, for lack of a better way of phrasing, um, <laughs> kind of ran team, ran the first day and then the B team ran the second day just so they could kind of like test everything out. And then the following two days were 
annual pass holder previews. And from what I've kind of seen online and from what I've heard from people that were there, they were absolute shit shows. They were just rammed with people. Hulk had like a 75 minute wait and stuff like that. Like it was lunacy. That's crazy. However, and I'm taking most of my information from Craig from the Diz that spoke about it on their Tuesday show on YouTube. So he said the the pass holder previews were a bloody nightmare. However, he then went back the first day of just like, general opening and it was totally fine yeah i've only seen the um the video from tim tracker and it was fine everything was really low weight there was it was busy but not really busy it was as tim said it was busier than he thought it would be but it wasn't busy and he only went to islands of adventure i assume that's because it was going to be the less busy park Mm. and yeah it just everything was really low wait times like Gringotts was only 20 minutes like and I think that had like the highest wait time Hagrid's went down for a bit but like all of the queuing systems where everything was two meters apart and yeah he was like most people are wearing their masks he hadn't seen that many people just taking them off and oh but one thing was he went to one of the you rest areas which is where you can take your mask off and in Universal they're doubling up the smoking areas as the rest, the rest stations. He was like, so you go to a U-rest area and you have to stand beside someone who's smoking. <laughs> that, like, lads, hindsight, come on now. I know, it's just, wow. Very bit funny, like. <laughs> I did see a couple of people saying that they had seen a few, not very many, but a few guests that were kind of carrying around coffee cups and seemed to be carrying around coffee cups all the live long day just so they had the excuse to not have their mask on because right. they were taking a drink. Mm-hmm. So now I have heard, from what I've heard for the most part, it has been totally fine and the vast majority of guests aren't doing that. But the, I mean, I suppose there's always going to be, there'll always be those few, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just just the way it is I suppose isn't it it's the way the cookie crumbles exactly (laughs) I know I'm so sick of talking about people wearing face masks in parks I I feel like that's all we've talked about for like two months is I don't want to wear a mask in the park and I have rights (laughs) it's like we all have rights Karen chill out calm down calm down anywho yeah that's pretty much all the news pretty much all yeah pretty much we're so much closer to Frozen 2 on Disney Plus. Woo, 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 woo. I'm going to be devastated Street. for you if you're working the day that Frozen 2 gets released because I feel like that's all you've been waiting for. It's going to go from Frozen 2 and then two days later it's Hamilton. It's like nothing happened and then everything's going to happen. Boom. So excited. Or is it the other way around? That Maybe it's Hamilton then Frozen. No, I think it's Frozen then Hamilton. Hamilton's July 5th, isn't it? Yeah, no, this- actually, isn't that the third? Because it's just before Independence Day? Or am I wrong? Mm, I can't remember. One of them's the third and one of them's the fifth. Let me, Maybe let Hamilton's me first. Because I thought it was to do um, Hamilton Disney Plus. July 3rd, just before Independence Day. And then Frozen 2 comes out July 5th. And then Frozen the 5th. Wow, what a time. So much excitement. So you have time to watch Hamilton several times and then start watching Frozen <laughs> several times. <laughs> What more could you want? And you guys will hear all about it. <laughs> well, not Frozen, hey. but Hamilton, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. 
So before we get into the main part of the episode, we just wanted to give you guys a reminder. We're doing another one of our Disney quizzes this Friday, which is the day this episode will be released. So if you're listening to it already and it hasn't <laughs> happened, come join us. Little eager beaver. Look at you listening to the episode super early. And if you've not, wow. if you've missed out, we're really sorry we missed you. Try join next time. They're really fun. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good crack. Yeah. Kate's going to create another quiz. Lord knows what it's going They're getting more obscure as the weeks go on. And I kind of love the more obscure they're getting. Yeah. Do you know what? It'll all get... I don't even know what it's going to be yet because I haven't done it yet. It's all going to get done tomorrow. I have a Zoom call tomorrow morning. And then after that Zoom call, I'm fine. And then I'll just... I was gonna say zoom through it. <laughs> that was a bad use of hey. words. Just power through it, but I still don't know what I'm gonna do yet. So ooh, it's all a mystery. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> so if you do want to join, just pop us a DM over on Instagram and we'll send you the details. We do the quizzes via Zoom. We do the quiz. We have a general little chit chat. We have a nice little core group of people that join pretty much every time. And they're a rather lovely lot. So yeah. Come join us. It's fun. We're not scary. Rude. <laughs> I prefer the term spooky, I'll have you. <laughs> so, following on with our series that we've been doing for the past few weeks where we are building in our dream parks by breaking apart all the various Disney parks around the world and clubbing them together like some weird Frankenstein monster. Yeah, Frank and Weenie, if you will, Shade. <laughs> I Get swear it? to God. <laughs> <laughs> Some things like come up one time during the week and then just continue on for the whole rest of the time. But yes. <laughs> so we've done Main Street. We've done Fantasyland. Last week was Adventureland. And this week we asked you lovely folks whether we should do Frontier or Tomorrowland. We were really hoping you would pick Frontierland. And you did. You came through. Woo! To be fair, I also voted on the thing myself from my own personal account. So just oh, big up there. <laughs> But there, there were enough that we didn't overly impact no, the it final was a, tally. It was a pretty clear winner. Exactly. You guys like us. Exactly. <laughs> so like we kind of did last week where we kind of added in a couple additional lands where necessary. So with the Disneyland Resort, we've included both Frontierland and also Critter Country. And then from Walt Disney World, we've included Liberty Square and Frontierland as well. I think, and then Shanghai doesn't have Frontierland, which I find absolutely bizarre. Mm, bizarre or bazaar? <laughs> eh, throw it back to last week. Oh. Um, <laughs> I feel like I really enjoy, like, I honestly think, especially in Disneyland Paris, I think Frontierland is my favourite land. Yeah, you really like Frontierland. I think it's got a big thing to do with Phantom Manor and how well it fits into the theme. And then also you've got Big Thunder, which is just a very special ride and there's just a lot there's just a lot of things in Frontierland that really speak to your aesthetic I think yeah I also I just I feel like Frontierland is DLP's time to shine mm-hmm. yeah because I just think the whole general aesthetic of DLP's Frontierland I'll first and foremost that's where I'm going and sticking with the DLP aesthetic because it's just fab fits mm-hmm. perfectly particularly if it's the halloweeny time of year and it's all done up with dia de los muertos and it's just oh beautiful love it yeah i also picked just like the aesthetic and ideal of the dlp frontierland because yeah. it just makes so much sense 
like it's the one thing in DLP where you're like, wow, oh wow, oh look at that, wow. Yeah, it doesn't just feel <laughs> thrown together. Like it feels like a fully not that Adventureland doesn't because I feel like the DLP Adventureland with Skull Rock and the Jolly Roger is really impactful, but there's just not a lot there. Whereas, yeah. and even then, there's not that many attractions in Frontierland and DLP, but I think the whole land itself is just so aesthetically pleasing and cohesive. And it just, they did, they did it right. They did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So what's your, um, what's your first ride? I feel like Frontierland is just synonymous with Big Thunder. So I feel like it's the only kind of right place to kind of start. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like, like I've already mentioned, Frontierland is kind of DLP's time to shine. And I implore anyone to try and tell me that DLP does not have the best Big Thunder because you're just wrong. You're just wrong. Thunder in a thunder. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you go underground, you go under the lake, you go out onto a whole separate island. Like, it's just, it's streaks ahead of the other Big Thunders. Even though I, I haven't gone have- on all of them, but I will die on that hill. I literally I have Boot Hill. the whole underwater thing is probably the biggest winner. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cool. It's so clever. It fits everything so well. I also have the big thunder from DLP. It just, it's great. It's just, it's fantastic. And I feel like you get such, and I, I mean, this is probably the same for kind of any big thunder, but I just, I love big thunder. It's probably my favorite Disney coaster. Wow. I would say. I just I just think it's really like fun it's not if you sit kind of closer to the front where it's a bit slower it's not quite as like scary it is a very thrilling attraction however if you sit at the back you just get whipped round. and I swear to god that time we went to that Phantom Manor thing it was faster in the dark oh my god (laughs) and I don't know if that's because it was in the dark and we couldn't see stuff or if they genuinely made it faster but my god what a time it it was intense it was intense but I also I feel like Big Thunder regardless of what time of day you can go on it it's just perfect if you go on it first thing in the morning during extra magic time couldn't ask for a better wake up it'll mess up your hair for the entire day but who cares yeah no you will be so awake yeah big thunder first thing in the morning is fantastic and i remember that time we went and we oh it was when the key was on sale and we weren't sure if we could get into Frontierland or not and we just mm. walked in and we're like, hey, Big Thunder, first ride of the day, like first carriage of the day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was just, it was brilliant. But I also equally love it in the evening as well because the lighting is lovely. And then you can kind of just see the like little twinkly lights on Main Street and you can see the castle and then Phantom Manor's all lit up beautifully. It just, I love it. Yeah, it works very well. It's big, big fave. Aesthetically sound. Agreed. What ride do you want to pick next? Uh, next, I suppose we might just keep with what we both definitely have, and that is Phantom Manor, because Ooh, yeah. it fits with Thunder Mesa. It just works so well. Like I've li- I've literally written down the whole Thunder Mesa ideal that is houses in DLP just works so well, and I highly enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I even again. have um, I even have the reopening thing from when we went to Phantom Manor. That like yeah, that thing. And even reading it, I'm like, oh, it's just everything makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think, like, I, f- I feel like my just kind of like phrase for the whole podcast is going to be like, it's DLP, it's time to shine. But because they have that whole Thunder Mesa 
story like you said it just it makes the whole land so much more cohesive and they have characters that are specific to Frontierland in DLP that like show up randomly remember when the mayor and his wife were there at the Phantom Manor reopening oh yeah I was like who's this bitch (laughs) (laughs) it was just oh it was it was bizarre but yeah no I mean we I did also include Liberty Square from Walt Disney World however the choice between Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World or Phantom Manor in DLP like I'm such a Phantom Manor fangirl like I just I love it it's so creepy but in a really great way and i i actually really like all the new stuff that they've put in i like the new pre-show that's in there i like the new storyline and that they have varied it and kind of they've kind of taken it used to feel a little bit like they shoehorned in the original haunted mansion story and the stretching room and the paintings into phantom manor but then when you actually got into the ride, it had a completely different story. And it didn't really, to me anyways, it didn't, it didn't make sense. It didn't match up. However, now with the story being all about the Ravenswoods, Ravenswoods, Ravenwoods, I can't speak, Ravenswoods, and Melanie's father killing all her suitors and all that kind of stuff. I think the actual overall story makes much more sense. And I mean, and then you still end up in the kind of the dead Thunder Mesa bit that doesn't really match up to everything else but it also matches up with the land as a whole i don't know i love it yeah literally that would be my only thing is that like the mayor's supposed to be like the mayor's dead but then also he's alive outside (laughs) yeah and he's like beware of hitchhiking ghosts and it's like mate we don't have the hitchhiking ghosts in this one like they're not a thing i wouldn't mind though if there was hitchhiking ghosts in like it could have been incorporated into that scene it wouldn't have been that hard no but yeah yeah big fave big big fave so after phantom what's your next one i'm gonna go with splash oh excellent which one i picked the one from walt disney world purely because that's the one i've been on (laughs) um and i really enjoyed that one and i really like the exterior of it um, now, if I were to, because I'm, I'm trying to think mentally where I would put everything in the context of the current DLP Frontierland. So in Disney World, you kind of go around a lake and then Phantom Manor is at, not Phantom Manor, good Lord. F- Big Thunder is down at the back and then Splash is kind of in at the corner. So I think maybe like, you know, when you like carry on down Boot Hill and you kind of go up to the very end of the graveyard and then there's all this kind of like just vacant land back there. I think mm-hmm. I would maybe continue and build that on a bit and then put Splash Mountain over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also thinking pretty much the same thing, but just from the other side. So do you know where um, that playground thing is that isn't always open? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was thinking of having like the entrance in there because then it would just be oh, that little yeah. bit further away from every- everything. Just from like the splash aspect. Oh, excuse me. And then you could have people like, you'd have like a... A thing where, like, like in Splash Mountain, Walt Disney World, where you can stand around it and watch people come down the flume. Hmm. I just think there's a bit more room for it there. But you know what? It really doesn't matter. As long as it's in the water somewhere, that's all that really matters. Yeah, I agree. And I, I particularly wanted the one in Walt Disney World because the one in Disneyland, you sit singly, singly, singularly. I really can't speak today. Good singly. Lord. <laughs> you sit in single file. 
Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can't sit beside the person you're with, but it also means it's more of a slow loader because there's still six rows, but you can only fit six people, whereas you can fit 12 people mm-hmm. into the one in Disney World. And it's, a, it's obviously much more fun when you get to kind of sit with your friend yeah. or whoever you're there with. So yeah, I don't like when you have to sit by yourself on rides. Makes you feel lonely. So lonely. <laughs> um, then moving on from Splash Mountain, my next one is I've picked Tom Sawyer's Island from Disneyland Resort. Very good. I kind of just moved into this one next because of where we just both put our respective Splash Mountains. Because mm-hmm. I want Tom Sawyer to just go out that little bit further. And basically, you know, when you go on the Molly Brown and you get to the back where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you think something's cool is going to happen, but nothing actually happens. Yes. That's where I want to put Tom Sawyer around. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> and just actually have cool things happening there. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I picked the Tom Sawyer's Island from Disney World for no other reason other than I'd already picked three things from Disneyland. And I was like, an island's an island. That's fair. But I like the idea of it having like, much like it does in Disney World, having like picnic tables or maybe it having like a little map of things that you can go find and kind of mark off or something like that. Just kind of it being a place where you can just go and spend some time and kind of get a little bit away from the park, especially yeah, like a lot of families do bring food in. So it's kind of a place where you can go and you can sit and you can kind of be away from people and be away from crowds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I picked the one from Disney World. Agreed. I'm curious because I know you are not necessarily a fan of this. Did you pick a Country Bear Jamboree? Yes. You did? I picked the one from Tokyo because Tokyo has a Jingle Bear Jamboree at Christmas. Oh my God. And that's why I picked that one. (laughs) I was like, I don't need this ride. And then I was like, actually, what's the Tokyo one like? And then boom, Jingle Bear Jamboree. What's the Jingle one like? I don't know. I didn't actually watch it, but it was enough for me to know that it was Christmas themed, that I was happy. It was 16 minutes long. It was such a long video. I didn't need to watch that. But okay. yeah, so I've picked the Country Bear Jamboree from Tokyo. And I actually think that's called Country Bear Theatre. But yeah. then at Christmas, it's Jingle Bear Jamboree. Brilliant. Yeah. Boom. Where would you put it? See, I don't know. I think the, the DLP Frontierland needs an extension. Because oh, big time. It, I need to basically push it all out. I need to get one of those like pusher outer things. Do you know, like a like a not a shoehorn, but those things you can put in things to basically push them out like that. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even explain it, guys. I'm not sorry. a visual just, medium, but I, I know. Don't, what you mean. I don't even know what I mean. And basically, just stretch the whole thing out. So have the okay. same layout that it has, but basically make gaps in between things. So okay. I probably wouldn't have the Frontierland Theater because I don't have any shows like that. Okay. To house there, so I'd probably put it there because then it would be next to Splash Mountain. Fair. So yeah, did you pick one? I picked the one from Disney World. Now, I've not done Country Bear Jamboree, to be perfectly honest. And I honestly don't know if it's something that I would spend the time doing. No, to be honest, I wouldn't either. But the whole Christmas thing just really got me. I had a feeling. (laughs) I had a feeling. But I feel like it's one of those things that a lot of people do love. And it's one of those kind of old Disney attractions, kind of like the Tiki Room, but obviously a little bit different to the Tiki Room. That it's kind of just one of those Disney staples. So I picked the one yeah. from Disney World. I would put it 
if we're talking kind of within the context of the DLP one, you know, kind of over where Silver Spur Steakhouse is, mm, yes. like as you're going over to Phantom Manor, maybe somewhere along there, mm-hmm. like yeah, chuck okay, an extra yeah. building in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I feel you. scared by bears and then go into Phantom Manor. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just keep that spooky train rolling. Exactly. And then, oh, I also picked the Molly Brown. I don't know if you picked a boat, okay. I did. but. In my head, you get on the Molly Brown and then you can get off at Tom Sawyer Island. And that's the okay. only way to get there, which sure. could be problematic for cast members, but I don't really care. But that's what you do. You get on and then you can get off at Tom Sawyer or you can stay on and just do the full round. So kind of like the train. Yeah, pretty much. Except there's water in the way. Well, yeah. Like there's, like there's no other way. <laughs> like there's no other way off Tom Sawyer Island apart from the boat. Like you can't yeah. just walk off it. As you please. Yeah, that's fair. And I just chose the Molly Brown because in my mm-hmm. eyes, they're kind of all the same. But Molly mm-hmm. Brown, you know, was a Titanic survivor and she's gassed, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I picked the Mark Twain remote from Tokyo Disneyland purely because I had picked nothing from Tokyo Disneyland. So, that's fair. again, I think the boats are one in the same. Like, I do recommend if you haven't been on one of those Frontierland boats, do it. It's a bit of crack. Again, kind of you can sit down most of them have seats if you want or you can kind of just take some pictures particularly in dlp you get some really nice kind of vantage points of big thunder mountain and of phantom manor as well so yeah i i I like having a boat it took me like six trips to actually go on it but once i went on it you know it was fun exactly (laughs) enjoyed it once you did and it's again it's not something that i would do every trip but i would do every couple trips yeah that's fair it's my thought process um and then that's all my rides apart from one show do you have any do you have any more rides kind of so i've also picked so from critter country in disneyland i've picked the many adventures of winnie the pooh now you had put this in your fantasy land so yes i stole it that's fair i i'm trying to think where i would put this i would maybe put it down by cowboy cookout Mm-hmm. Like put a building over in that corner where sometimes Goofy and Pluto mm-hmm. are, like down yeah. in that back corner, somewhere over there. I don't know. I think that'd be cute. And then the only other thing that I picked is the Davy Crockett canoes from Disneyland because I just oh, think that'd be kind of fun. Ooh, I very like canoes. interesting. It's basically they're like just big giant canoes, and you can fit like I think you can fit like ten people in them or something like that. And then everybody gets a little lower and they like do a little lap of the island. And I'm like that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that could be another way of getting to and from the islands. Ah, yes. Help with the pesky water. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <So> you <laughs> can't just walk on. Nope. And then, so there's there's one item left from Frontierland. Do you want to tell the lovely people? Fantasmic. Yeah. Oh, because I was like, Hall of Presidents is in Liberty Square, and I just did not pick that. Oh, absolutely not. I literally no, wrote down. No. I wrote down, do we need a Hall of Presidents? I'm going to go with no. I mean, for me, I personally just don't care for it. I prefer to swap it for like just a chill out space with things to do for kids and a drinks and snacks stand and maybe have Roman cowboys and Western ladies. (laughs) I would happily just replace it with toilets. Like, no. I didn't. (laughs) Like, I was in Disney World in 2015. So when Barack Obama was still president in the United States and I still didn't go see it. I absolutely would not be going into it now. Yeah, no, I just, not, I just... Not a hope in hell. I know that 
the symbolicness of it from Disneyland when it first started. Like, that was a whole thing. But, like, yeah. I don't care. I just don't care. I don't think it needs a place in Disney anymore. I, I Personally, I think it's quite an outdated thing to have. I know it's mm-hmm. very American, and that's why it's there. Because, yeah. you know, they're Americans. America. But, yeah. Personally, I think it doesn't really have a place in Disney anymore because I think Disney has very much moved on from where it was when it opened. Yeah. I but agree. yeah, no go for the Hall of Presidents. But yes, go for Fantasmic. I've picked the Fantasmic mm. from Disneyland Resort. I basically just said all things, I think all the water associated things fit really well in Frontierland because yes. everything's just basically based in the water. So I was like, yes, Fantasmic, go. Like, and could you imagine, like, having, like, projections and shit, like, onto Big Thunder? Yeah. Because, like, that's where it would go. So I'm just like, oh. And the one in Disneyland has a big pirate ship and there's a whole Pirates of the Caribbean bit of it. And I'm just like, I love, I love every bit of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Big fan of Fantasmic. The song is just amazing. Are there any other show type things that you would want? Uh, No, I thought Fantasmic sort of brought all the pizzazz. So I didn't really pick anything else. Okay. I have one, which I don't think you would have anticipated me picking, but you'll also want it. And that's Great Moments in History with Muppets. Oh, you know, since Chapek ruined our lives and made that go away, I completely <laughs> forgot that it existed. <laughs> yeah. When he put great... all those Muppets out of business. Yeah. <laughs> but just the American parts. Like, I just... I always thought that bit was just comical and I think that kind of first bit of Frontierland where you walk in and the Lucky Nuggets on one side and Thunder Mess and Mercantile's there if you had a couple extra buildings you could have it in that kind of central hub area yeah I like that idea yeah agreed just I think it's fun I kind of just did literally ever since they just defuncted it and was like no no fun then I actually just forgot it existed but yeah that'd be great <laughs> fair and characters yeah, so as I said, I quite like the same way in Adventureland where I wanted roaming pirates in Frontierland. I want roaming cowboys and okay. cowgirls. But also like when I said Western ladies, that's what I meant. You know, like the Western style female mm. outfits, like that's what I want. And then I also think having Woody and Jesse constantly there makes perfect sense. I want them Agreed. as like a like a stand, like a proper meet and greet. Like they will be here Monday to Sunday this time. They'll be yeah. here all day. One of those ones, and also having Mickey and Minnie in cowboy outfits because Minnie's cowgirl outfit is fantastic, and I'd like to see a Mickey Mouse one. Fair. And yeah, I didn't really have any other characters because I felt like we packed Frontierland out so much with so many other things, and none of them are really IP based apart mm. from Country Bear Jamboree and. I guess kind of Splash Mountain. The rest of them are yeah. very Disney rides. They're like they don't have any IP in them, so it was kind of difficult to make areas like we did with the other lands. So that was kind yeah. of all I had. And I find That's that like fair. it kind of works not having loads of meet and greets in Frontierland as is. Mm. It just it fits kind of right. Maybe Chippendale again because Chippendale are gas. <laughs> and Chippendale have those adorable little outfits with the little denim like oh yeah the, little, the little denim tassels. jackets and the little hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fair. too cute. Yeah, but that that was it then. The only the only things that I would potentially add. So I I like the idea of Merida maybe kind of being in this area. Oh she's yeah, usually yeah, yeah. Floating around that kind of back end area of. 
Frontierland in DLP. And I just like Merida being out and about. I think she's a badass princess, so why not have her out? Also, just more princesses for people to be able to meet would be great. Um, I'm down for having Cowgirl Minnie. However, I'm not not having Phantom Manor Mickey because Phantom Manor Mickey oh, yeah, is fair. my favorite Mickey Mouse ever because he's yeah, just great. Fair. And he's all spooky. Or even like Lucky Nugget Mickey in his like little like dapper outfit where he kind of looks like he owns a barbershop. Also uh-huh. very cute. I like I like any form of Mickey Mouse that isn't him in his suit. Mm. Because Agreed. like we've talked we've talked about this before, but like because he is the poster boy for the company, it's very difficult for him to have an exuberant amount of fun with guests in mm-hmm. that regard. Like obviously he's enjoyable to meet, but he's very much a by the book character. Yeah. But when you put him in outfits that are a bit more fun like mm-hmm. he can he can be a bit more fun because he's like yeah. oh i'm not in my work clothes i'm in my fun time clothes yeah. <laughs> absolutely but yeah i think in general i just i like the idea of just having more roaming characters so i know frontierland and walt disney world they have brer bear and brer fox and i think brer rabbit just kind of float around frontierland and they have some of the bears from Country Bear Jamboree just kind of floating around and sometimes there's like dance parties with them and I like the idea of that kind of happening. Um, if there's going to specifically still be a Dia de los Muertos kind of area around there, I like the idea of still having Miguel or better yet, rather than have a puppet Miguel, maybe have the Miguel akin to the one that's in Magic Happens because he's great. Mm-hmm, agreed. Um yeah, I just like the idea of there being more kind of walk around characters. Also, I want cadaver dance just permanently. I knew you more were live say music. That. I nearly wrote that down. I nearly was like, <laughs> Sinead's gonna want strictly cadaver dance. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like the idea of there being like a band because there's always kind of like a little like country band in the Frontierland in Disney World, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. they have the dance party with the bears and stuff. And I think that's really like fun when you have kind of like themed music because there is that band that are sometimes outside silver spur steakhouse mm-hmm. yeah rarely but they are sometimes there and that's, it's kind of fun it gives a bit, bit more atmosphere to it yeah no i do enjoy the live music i have to say now and mm-hmm. with that the only other thing that i'm definitely requesting is some form of the lucky nugget yes i would prefer it to have more of a show show than it currently has like i do enjoy the shows that it has but i want more of a show show but yeah. i definitely want the lucky nugget i agree it's akin to the i think it's a golden horseshoe in disneyland Mm -hmm. um but the dlp one tends to have kind of they do a lot of like puppet shows which yeah i actually find really like enjoying really enjoying i find it really enjoyable (laughs) i've just too many podcasts this week i can't (laughs) see um but yeah, I like the idea of having something like that. But I do agree. I would like to have kind of some bigger show numbers with some more actual actors and singers and dancers and stuff like that. I think that would be I think that would be quite fun. I like the idea of having something along the lines and maybe it would be too close to the Lucky Nugget, but maybe something like Hoop de Doo. Yeah, I was like thinking in, the same the park. thing. Yeah, I was like, I quite like the idea of having a Hoop de Doo in the park. Like, in my mind, it's just that bit of an extra effort to go to hoop to do Yeah. Because it's so far away. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I think it fits. Like, it obviously, like, you could take hoop to do out of wilderness. Wilderness? 
Lodge? It's not Wilderness Lodge. Wherever it is. You could literally take it from there and plonk it straight into Frontierland and it would make perfect sense. Yeah. So I would love, 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 love to kind of have that as a more kind of like premium meal option. Like like a like a two like a two snack like a two dinner credit type thing. Yeah. Although I think it's only one and you get free alcohol at it, so madness. Review. That's where all the is that where all the food comes out in like a bucket. Yeah. So you eat family can, style. Can will they be able to do family style anymore? I don't know. I don't. Because my argument is that if you're family style, you're only with the people on your table. Yeah. So I would assume I think, yes. Yeah, and that you you can be sat with just like they don't just add loads of people to your table. Like you no, can't just yeah. be sat two people. So mm-hmm. that's that's fine. I like the idea of keeping a Mexican themed mm-hmm. restaurant doesn't necessarily have to be Fuente del Oro however if I could get the loaded fries back that would be great like if they have the ingredients why don't they just keep it on the menu it's the same yeah. stuff Mexican food is the same five ingredients just in different forms <laughs> yeah but yeah I think I think a good a good Mexican restaurant with good vegetarian options and damn good churros is pretty damn essential. Yes, churros for the win. Yeah. Um and honestly I kind of like the idea of just having like a saloon like having kind of like just like a little bar. Oh wow, hot take. I just I think it'd be quite nice to go in you get a little cocktail, you get a little whiskey, it'd be a good time. They don't really have bars in Disney, do they? Um, not in the main kind of castle parks, usually. Like, there's just, like, bars in, like, Epcot and stuff like that, and in Hollywood Studio. It's basically everywhere but the castle parks tend to have, like, ah, just okay. bars. That's fair. Um, but, I mean, if you could buy champagne on Main Street, I don't see why you can't go in and get a drink in Frontierland. Yeah, that's very true. That's fair. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I like the idea of having like a saloon that has like the swingy doors. The doors. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be, I think it'd be fun. But yeah, I think that's everything for Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we just basically want DLP but bigger and better. Yeah, pretty much. Drag in a couple extra bits from elsewhere, up the food game a bit. And yeah, do you know what? I think part part of the reason also why I like Frontierland so much is it has the better food options for me anyways. Yeah. Purely because I know I cannot always eat something that I really enjoy eating in Fuente del Oro. Mm -hmm. I know that I can get that fairly decent vegetarian burger in the Lucky Nugget with the good fries. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And free refills. So I, I, yeah, I think that's why, I think that's why I like Frontierland so much because it has two of my favorite rides, two places I can eat, and it has arguably the best shop besides Harrington's because Thunder Mesa Mercantile is fab. Well, there you go. That's it, everybody. Frontierland. The, as we say at the end of every episode, tomorrow, get on the phone. <laughs> exactly. And in fairness, that I mean, with the exception of certain things, I feel like getting the DLP one up to scratch with what we have in mind wouldn't be that expensive, with the exception of having to put in a splash bin. And making all the gaps in between all the buildings so we could fit in everything else we wanted. Yeah, but like... I feel like Splash is the only, like, essential that's not already there. Yeah, yeah. See, then your problem is, like, with DLP, it's a water ride, so it's cold, so they get moany because they're French and it's wet. And... No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tough time. Yeah. 
Stop telling me in French. <laughs> My argument is Tato Park has a fucking water riot and it's freezing over here. Yeah, this is very true. Like, yeah, this okay, France gets snow sometimes, but it also gets to 36 degrees in the middle of summer. I just... You don't have, you don't have to have it open all the time. Yeah. Florida don't even have theirs open all the time. No. I mean, you'd have to dredge it and do, like, upkeep and stuff, so just do that when it's cold. It's fine. But anyways, <laughs> there are Frontierlands. Yes. Let us know what your thoughts are. Next week, we are finishing up with Tomorrowlands. Yes. I'm very, very intrigued about, because I feel, I feel like Tomorrowland is the place that I don't have a lot of, like, emotional relationships with a lot of the rides, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It you was just I mean? funny. Yeah. <laughs> so... And then after that, I suppose we'll figure out what way we want to build out our second parks. But I feel like that is a much larger task because we're taking, what, like six or seven very different parks and trying to build them into one massive ultra park. Mine's going to have three levels. Levels? Just to fit everything in. Oh, fair. Because otherwise it would be be the size of Dublin. Well, you need somewhere big enough to house two Terror of Terrors. Oh, this is very true. Oh my god, I'm putting them on top of each other. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not really, that was a joke. And on that terrifying note. Thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs> if you want to contact us, you can contact us on Instagram. It's at Mickey Waffles Pod. Or on Twitter, it's the same handle, just exclude the S. <laughs> we also have a Facebook page. All of our social media is linked in the show notes below. And yeah, please feel free to share us with your friends. Pass us, pass the episode over to anybody else that you think will also enjoy it. We very much appreciate it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do go give us a rating and leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. It's just nice. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, get your nearest friend who has an iPhone and put a review on their Apple Podcast account. Exactly. Just FYI, you can do that also. Friends are there for a reason. but yeah that's pretty much it guys thanks much for listening thanks for listening Bye. bye this podcast is part of the after dark podcast network